Okay, let's just pray. Everybody just put your hands on your hearts or assume the position. <laughs> um, Jesus, we just welcome you in this place. We just ask that you would come and meet with us. Jesus, just come and have your way. If you want to just come and take over this space, we welcome you. We love you, Jesus. And we just, oh, we just want to know more about you. We want to be closer to you. And we just ask you to come. Love you so much, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. You know, the thing is when you learn how to preach, they never really teach you how to um, organize your notes. <laughs> like I always have a ton of notes. Um, so what Heidi and I are going to be sharing today, we're basically titling it like how to steward your encounters with God. Um, and I think it's quite fitting just in this year that we've been having all together. A lot of us have been growing and hearing the voice of God encountering him in worship just learning to understand the way he speaks to us and and so like i'm just we're going to both share each 10 minutes each so i must watch the clock um so i'm just going to share first of all just a little bit of my journey of understanding um what what it means to live alive to christ what it, the space of encountering him not just in the ones off moments not just you know not just that salvation, but in the daily experience of him. What, is, what does that mean and what does that look like? So we know that, that Christianity is it's a walk of faith. We know that it's impossible to please God without faith because you've got to believe that he is, that he, that he exists and that he is good. So this life of faith. So for me, this journey of understanding started with what, what does faith mean and what, what is this thing of faith? Because you hear people say it's, it's believing without doubting and it's, it's being fully assured of who God is and all of these things are so good. And I think for me, the best definition that I've come across has come from A.W. Tozer in his book, The Pursuit of God, where he says, faith is the inward gaze of the heart on God. And so we know from, from Hebrews 12 verse 2 that, you know, like we're fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith. So I want us to just focus on this word, like fixing our eyes on Jesus, on seeing Jesus, our hearts seeing Jesus. Because obviously we don't physically see him with our eyes. It's, it's our awareness that's fixed on him. It's our mind that's renewed to the point where we know that he exists. But we're, we're not just conceptually knowing him, we're being aware of him from our heart. So, okay, I forgot to read one verse. First. Okay, so let's quickly go to 2 Corinthians 3, verses 16 to 18. I don't know how long people need to get there, but <laughs> I'm on a clock, so I'm going to start reading. <laughs> okay, so it's, um, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, this, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding him as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And like literally just before then, he was speaking, um, Paul was speaking about um, how the Pharisees, like even though they read the Old Testament, they had this veil over their eyes. They didn't, under, they didn't see, they didn't understand. And how Jesus is, is that that veil that we step through. And so now, like us in Christ, we're, we're beholding him. We're in this place of seeing him. So, so this concept of seeing him is very important. It's, it's present tense. 
So I want to just tie together some, some of the common phrases that we use just even in our, in our circles and our, you know, in our Christianese. We speak about living in the presence and we speak about encountering him and we speak about hearing his voice and we see about seeing God move in the room and we speak about receiving from him and living in this constant communion with him. And I want us to kind of like pick up that all of these things are like the same thing. It's, it's the space of standing living aware, alive to God, living in union with him, being led by the Spirit. So I'm, I want to know what this looks like on the daily. And, and as, I was, you know, as I was thinking about this and preparing, you know, it's, it's such a crazy thing. Like even Debbie was sharing it on, on Thursday night, how, how God comes as like that still, small voice. He comes as that small moment. Like we, we would kind of want Jesus to come up and show up this immense, like, dramatic event. Like, I was thinking, you know, if Jesus could have just, you know, torn open the sky, you know, set up, like, this open portal, maybe for, like, a millennia, and being like, you know, I'm amazing, I'm Jesus, I'm the way to salvation, it would have made it very obvious that he's God and that, you know, that we need to choose him. But he doesn't. He, he came as a baby in a manger in a, and, and lived on the earth for 30 years, like this brief little blip, of human existence in like the ocean of human history to the point of like now you know he came 2,000 years ago and you're like oh this this man lived and died but in that single moment in that tiny little moment you have the most incredible event in all of history you've got God coming on earth as a man to restore and to redeem but it happened in a moment it happened in this tiny moment, a missable moment, if you look through history, a missable moment. And I'm like, the way he speaks to us in our everyday, the way he shows up to us in worship or when we're reading the word, it's just like this little moment. It's like a little highlight where he shows you like, this is what, this is what he's on. So Jesus, the anointed one, Jesus, the Christ, he, he's not just the anointing. Well, he's the anointing. He's not just, when we get that feeling of the presence being, it's not just, oh, nice feeling, he's close. He actually, he is the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of Jesus walking into the room. So when you sense him, when you hear his voice, it's these little moments where he's showing his immensity. And that's kind of what I want us to realize that we've all individually had these moments with God. If you've, if you've received Jesus in your heart, you've, you've been walking with him, you're, you're listening to, to the way he, he leads you like from day to day, you're aware of these little moments. And some of us have even, even slightly more dramatic moments where like, it's very clear what he's saying to us. I believe all of us should have those moments. Um, but I'm wanting us to understand and have a value for the fact that these moments aren't actually insignificant they're not we shouldn't just let them pass by we shouldn't just be like oh that was that was nice that was a nice feeling that was encouraging we need to understand that when god speaks so jesus came okay (laughs) let's quickly go john one because you all know what's there but let's just look at it also my americanisms come out when i preach so you're welcome (laughs) 
John 1, we know exactly what's there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, the in, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made. It was made. We know what's there. Um, Jesus came as the Word of God. Mm. As the Word. Mm. So I literally was like, if, if the Father, you know, could explain to us his heart and his intentions, if he could let his words fall out of his mouth, and they could just, you know, somehow paint the world around them, they could, like, Describe to us perfectly what he was meaning. That would be Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's literally Jesus is the word yeah. of God. Like yeah. the perfect like revelation of the Father. The perf- he, he, Jesus comes as the word. So when he, yeah, so we've got like this, this thing of Jesus showing up and being the word. And so when he speaks, when, he, when we sense him, not only are we just sensing him, we're hearing the Father speak to us. So I'm just wanting to like tie some of these concepts together so that we don't treat them lightly. Okay. So it's this concept of not despising the day of small beginnings, but actually learning to steward these moments. And Heidi's going to share a little bit more about what, what it practically means to steward our encounters on the day to day. But I just want to remind you of a couple of people in the Bible whose, whose entire worlds were shifted after they had an encounter with God. We have Paul, whose name changed from Saul to Paul. Mm-hmm. We have Abraham to Abraham. We've got um, Jacob to Israel. They had an encounter with God and they lived from that, from that moment. Every time Paul introduces himself, he's like, I am Paul, bond servant of God, called to be an apostle mm-hmm. and preach the gospel. He, like, he lives from these spaces. He doesn't just pass it by. And I mean, the encounter that Paul has with with God on the road to Damascus, especially like Jesus comes as this bright light and he's like, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. You know, it's not the super dramatic, you know, massive thing like where he explains all of theology to Paul. I mean, like Paul was pretty grounded, but Paul has this moment, the small moment with God that shifts his entire theology and he becomes the most well-known theologian who, who writes most of the New Testament. So he, he, but he stewarded it. He, he lived from that space. And so I want us all, like you're probably already just being reminded as I'm speaking of moments where God has been speaking to you throughout this year, yeah. or maybe even moments, significant moments where he's met you in your life where you're like, oh, I just thought he wanted to encourage me in the moment. I want you to like think back to some of those moments as we're sharing today that like, no, actually when Jesus speaks, he is the word is showing up. He is showing up with his fullness. And his words are life. His words are spirit and life. He's just, he's creating identity and he's speaking truth to us. So I don't want to step into your time. So, Hans. Your way felt so good. Um, it's been interesting preparing together because um, we like chatted on Thursday and then kind of spoken throughout but it's so nice to hear her fully and like what she's speaking out um yeah so this this morning um I'm going to be speaking on how are we allowing these encounters to shape our world our atmospheres and our interactions with people around us so not just leaving it as a isolated incident as an isolated encounter but how are we allowing it to shape us and shape our worlds um, because, and we're actually speaking a bit about this this morning with Sue, but your testimonies, your breakthroughs, your encounters, 
they are what you carry and you carry authority in those spaces where you've walked through those situations and it gives you a space to be able to lead people into encountering the Lord in that space. But I also just wanted to almost make this disclaimer, I guess, is, um, well, the thing is, is have an encounter, be an encounter. But the purpose of an encounter is not for someone else. The purpose of an encounter is for you. Because if you're on a date with someone, you're having a meal, you're having coffee, catch-up, whatever it is, if you walk in there with the um, intention to, like, get something out of it or with, um, like... I'm, I'm meeting this person because I want to whatever. Um, it's a little bit insulting. It's not very meaningful when you're spending time with the person. Apart from like, I just want to be with this person. That's so much more meaningful. I just want to sit with them. I just want to be with them. I want to um, have a meaningful encounter with them. Um, and so with that, that is the purpose of encountering God as well, is to just sit with him, to be with him. He's our first love. Um, and... Yeah, when you have an encounter, it changes you. And the more we are encountering God, it transforms us and subsequently will transform our atmosphere, our spaces and places that we're stepping into. Um, and we're going to watch our giants fall as we transform those spaces. Um, so Bex mentioned about Paul, um, and he is an example of like a dramatic encounter on the road to Damascus. Uh, and yeah, just how he radically encountered God. His whole name changed, his identity changed. Um, and it says in well, Acts 9 verse 18 that as Ananias prayed for him, something like scales fell off his eyes. And I was just thinking about this and I was like, sure. It's like the Lord literally came and gave him a whole new perspective after encountering him. And was like, this is who you are. This is where I'm calling you. This is what you're called to do. And this is um, how you're going to interact and, and um, create change in your sphere. And he totally turned his life around. I mean, the Jews are like, what the heck? You were killing us. And now you're friends with us. And like, hey, brother. Um, yeah, so like that is just a way of how the Lord so 180 degree turned his life around. But then also just looking at David. And David is just an incredible man after God's own heart. And why do we know David is that? Um, and it's because David spent time with the Lord daily encountering him. I mean, he was sitting out there with his sheep and his harp in nature. And from a young age, he was daily meeting with the Lord and encountering him. And as Bex was saying, like it's in those small moments, it's in those just moments of your quiet time in the morning. We should expect, Auntie Debbie was speaking, I think at Bible school, um, we should expect to be encountering God on a daily basis. Like it shouldn't be out of the ordinary, all this like weird phenomenon. Like we are encountering God on a daily basis. Um, and from this, we see how it affected his life and how his perspective was totally different to those around him because of the life source with which he was tapped into. Um, and so just the story of David and Goliath. Um, and it's, we all, I think, know the story pretty well, but um, the, Israel, the Israeli army are encamped and they are meeting the Philistines. And for 40 days, they're coming out along the lines and Goliath is coming out and taunting them. Um, and David comes along to his brothers and he comes into the camp and he's like hearing all of this and he's like, 
What is an uncircumcised Philistine to come and taunt the armies of God? Like, what are you, what's happening? Why is this, why is this a thing? Um, and David comes in there, and his perspective is totally different. The Israeli army is looking at, um, it's looking at their logical, it's looking at physically us compared to Goliath. And like, we cannot defeat this giant in front of us. Um, and it literally, um, it says here, oh, where is it now? Um, but David comes to Saul, Saul calls him in. And yeah, he says like, I fought bears and lions. And what is a Philistine compared to that? Like, it's just, it's, it's, another, it's another thing. But his perspective of, he was comparing God to Goliath. He wasn't comparing himself although the Israeli army to Goliath, he was comparing God to Goliath. And he was like, this is no match. It's absolutely no match because this is my perspective. This is who's backing me. I have the God of the universe who is behind me. Um, and so just what's our perspective when we're walking into our situations in our life, when we're dealing with relationships, when we're dealing with finances, when we're dealing with people, work, is our perspective coming from our encounters with God and the breakthrough that we've had or are we blocking that out um, and just looking at what's in our own strength? Um, yeah, and there's just so many different spaces. I mean, Bex mentioned Jacob. I mean, Jacob, he wrestled with God. His name was changed. And his whole identity, a whole people group came from that. The Israelites came from right there. Um, yeah, and so it's just it's incredible to see as we shift what is our focus and how are we letting these encounters shape us personally and then also transform the atmospheres the space that we're stepping into so yeah so what we're wanting everybody to do in our groups now um we want to create some space and some time for you to either just write in your journal or take out your phone and write on your phone but list just kind of like the broad topics of some of the breakthroughs you've had with god you, you just reflect on this last year like maybe you've had a breakthrough um, with faith. Maybe God's spoken to you in a significant way. Maybe you, maybe it was forgiveness where God met you and you were forgiven or you had to forgive someone else. List some of the breakthroughs that, that you've actually had with God already in this last year. Maybe it was something that he spoke to you about in a small moment. But just write it down for yourself. And then next to it, like leave a little, little bit of space. We, we want you to write... I am statements. Like, if you've had an encounter with the love of God, you are loved. So you remember, I am loved, and I am a love encounter for people around me. Or I am loving. Like, allow God to show you how the things that he speaks into your life, you know, how he's already been speaking to you, how these are part of, you know, who you are and what you carry and, and how we can move forward. So we just thought it would be really amazing, especially as we've been journeying together this year, like reflect on these things, remember what God has done, and then take it as as part of who you are. Move forward from that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm.